Would you join me in prayer, please? Father God, on this Christmas Eve, as we come to celebrate the birth of Jesus, we just ask for your spirit to be here with us, to um, comfort us, to be with the pastor and his family in Denver, with Pastor Chris and his family in Atlanta, with the members of this church who are not here today, wherever they may be worshiping. And just to put our spirits in the right frame as I bring this devotional, to let my mouth be your, your words, let me be your mouthpiece. Just ask all this in Jesus' name. Well, um, in case you don't know me, I'm A.T. Slaughter, and I got a text message this morning from Pastor Tim asking if I would uh, lead a devotional for the service. If you don't know, Pastor Tim and his wife have had a troubling few days. I don't know if you're on the email distribution, and if you are, if you had a chance to read it, but I'll just read a few things that he sent this morning. This has been an unsettling few days, to be entirely honest. We thought that we had lost Chamblin on Thursday, but God showed much mercy and grace. Chamblin's the pastor's son, if you don't know. I know we have some visitors here. <clears throat> I cannot put into words exactly all that happened, but it was a freak accident that cut off his circulation, caused him to go into shock and to seize. He lost consciousness and movement on one side of his body. We were entering Death Valley, many miles from civilization. We rushed to meet an ambulance on a desolate road, which then took another 30 minutes. Uh, to be airlifted by a helicopter, which was another 30 minutes, to the hospital. After initial tests were run, we thought he would be kept in the hospital at least until Monday, but God showed grace and mercy, and Chamlin was discharged late Thursday night. We got on a plane early this morning from Vegas to Denver, but in the Denver airport, our flight was canceled. I've tried everything I can to get us home for Christmas Eve and Christmas services, but we're stuck in an airport hotel without our luggage, the airline does not know where it is, but we are together, and I'm humbled. I'm humbled by God's grace and mercy. I'm humbled because I get to call Brooke my wife and that my children can bear me, <laughs> can bear me as their father. I was humbled because so many people were praying for our son and our family, and I'm humbled because I think about how God the Father sent his son to this earth to die for me, and I sat helplessly watching as I thought my son was going to die, and I'm even more at a loss now than ever at the weight of what Christmas means. <clears throat> So, church family, I will not be with you Christmas Eve or Christmas morning in body, but I will be with you in spirit. You will see the order of services have changed due to our circumstances. Thank you for praying with us. Thank you for, for praying for us. We still very much need your prayers. I'm not sure how long it's going to take for each one of us to fully process uh, uh, the trauma that we have suffered, but I'm sure that I have committed each day to loving my family better. So that's what's going on, in case you didn't know. And with that, I'm going to lead a, a devotional uh, before we continue our worship and song. And also, we're not the Williams family. We're the Slaughter family. The Williams weren't, uh, weren't here when it was time to light the candle, and uh, she's here now. So um, we, we had to call an audible on that. <laughs> hey, Pat. So Isaiah 55:11 says, so my word that comes from my mouth will not return to you empty, but it will accomplish what I please and will prosper in what I send it to do. Did you know that on this evening, 54 years ago, on December 24, 1968, Frank Borman, Jim Lovell, and Bill Anders, the crew on Apollo 8, they became the first human beings to enter orbit around the moon, which they circled 10 times. 
And even though technology was very limited at that time compared to today, it was advanced enough that they were able to share images of both the moon and the earth during a live broadcast. Now, I was four years old in 1968, and my family at that time, before it had broken, still owned a small black and white TV. Uh, so I'm sure we were tuned into CBS to listen to Walter Cronkite at that time. But I, I'll be honest, I don't remember watching that evening. Perhaps some of you do remember watching. Does anyone remember watching? Yeah, so as you were watching that, I'm sure you probably remember the words. But for those of us that weren't watching or may not have heard the story, um, you may be a bit amazed about what happened. During the broadcast, all three of the astronauts had a message for everyone watching from Earth. And if you want, you can watch that broadcast on YouTube. I watched it this morning. Uh, and this is what they said. Bill Anders, we are now approaching lunar sunrise. And for all the people back on Earth, the crew of Apollo 8 has a message that we would like to send to you. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the lightness from the darkness. Jim Lovell, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. Frank Borman, and God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And from the crew of Apollo 8, we close with good night, good luck, a Merry Christmas, and God bless all of you, all of you on the good earth. Now, 40 years later, Borman said this, we were told on that Christmas Eve we would have the largest audience that had ever listened to a human voice. And the only instructions we got from NASA was to do something appropriate. <laughs> Can you imagine that happening today? These astronauts planted the seeds of truth from the Bible, from Genesis chapter 1, into the hearts of millions of people around the world in that very moment. And they did so without fear, without fear of being judged by any man. Now, Isaiah the prophet also planted seeds of truth in Isaiah 55 when he plants the seeds of Jesus. In verse 3, he conveys God's word. Pay attention and come to me. Listen so that you will live. In verses 6 and 7, God invites us to turn from our sin and receive his mercy and forgiveness. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call him while he is near. Let the wicked one abandon his way and the sinful one his thoughts. 
Let him return to the Lord so he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will freely forgive. Isaiah is talking about Jesus. Jesus is calling. He's near. Won't you receive his mercy and forgiveness while he may be found? Earlier in that chapter, in verses 1 through 3 of Isaiah 55, God said something that really strikes me at Christmas. When many of us spend so much time and energy on buying presents and preparing food, none of which will ever really satisfy us. He says in verses 1 through 3 of Isaiah 55, Come, everyone who is thirsty, come to the water, and you, without silver, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without silver and without cost. Why do you spend silver on what is not food, and your wages on that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and you will enjoy the choicest of foods. Pay attention and come to me. Listen so that you will live. I will make a permanent covenant with you based on the faithful kindnesses of David. That permanent covenant, that permanent covenant mentioned in Isaiah 55 is found in Jesus. Now, a covenant in the Bible, a covenant is a bond. It means a bond. It refers to two or more parties bound together. And Jesus said something similar in John 7, 37 to 38. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have streams of living water flowing from deep within him. The idea of a covenant is a contract that stipulates promises, privileges, and responsibilities. God's promise is to us. His promise is Jesus. And we are favored by God, not because of our works, not because of anything we do, but because of our faith in Jesus Christ. That is the privilege. That's the privilege. His promise is Jesus. The privilege we have is knowing Jesus. And with that, we have a responsibility. The covenant, a promise with responsibilities and privileges. We have the responsibility to plant the seed of truth, just as those astronauts did on Apollo 8. To plant that seed by sharing the truth of Jesus, by sharing the gospel message. You know, gospel means good news. Who wouldn't want to share it? That good news begins with Jesus' birth, and his birth is good news. Luke tells us the story of Jesus' birth in chapter 2 of his gospel which I'll read now, beginning in verse 2. I'm sorry, beginning with verse 1. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each in his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. 
Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flocks. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angel had lifted them and retur- had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, go, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Did you notice the shepherds' response when they hear of Jesus from the angels, what was their first response? They were terrified, weren't they? Yes, they were terrified. But even though they were scared, they still respond immediately to the news and do what? They go straight to Bethlehem, the city of David, to see God's promise. That promise that we see in Isaiah 55 has been fulfilled. That promise that we see in Isaiah 55 when God tells of the faithful kindness of David, we see it fulfilled in Jesus. In Isaiah 55 verses 6 and 7, God invites us to turn from sin and receive his forgiveness. In verse 8 and 9, he declares that his divine authority, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, And my ways are not your ways. This is the Lord's declaration. For as heaven is higher than earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And yet, even so, this is the good news. He still gives us the opportunity to share, to share Jesus, to share his life-transforming word, which is Jesus, and affirm that he is responsible for our spiritual growth and all the joy in our life, which doesn't come from presents or holiday parties or feasts or our circumstances, good or bad. That joy only comes from the saving grace of Jesus. In verse 12 of Isaiah 55, God promises, you will indeed go out with joy and be peacefully guided. When you leave here tonight, don't you want to go out with joy and be peacefully guided? Maybe like the shepherds, you're scared. Maybe you're scared to make a decision. If you know Jesus, maybe you're scared to make a decision to share him because you think you might not know how or you might not know what will happen to you if you do share Jesus. Maybe if you don't know Jesus, maybe you're scared. Maybe you're scared to give him control. Maybe you're scared to relinquish control and give him control over your life. In either case, whether you know Jesus or whether you're seeking, 
Won't you put aside those fears and be obedient to Jesus, just as those astronauts were, just as Isaiah was, just as the shepherds were? You know, God's promises, his promises are that his word, that is Jesus, the living word, will not return empty. He promises, he promises if we give ear and come and listen to him, we will live. If you already know Jesus, you know that truth, that God, that God became man as Jesus came to earth, which we celebrate on Christmas to fulfill that everlasting covenant, that bond between God and man, that he bridged the gap between God and man that sin has caused, but that he came not only to be born, but to die, to pay the penalty for all of our sins and to rise again so that all may, who believe in his resurrection may do so and have life eternal with him, fulfilling those promises that God made in Isaiah. If you know Jesus today, won't you remind yourself that that is where your joy comes from? And won't you make a promise to yourself to faithfully plant that seed by sharing God's work and his word with others who don't know the power of Jesus? who don't know Jesus, sharing just as the astronauts did 54 years ago tonight. Even if you think you don't know how to do that, and even though you think you might be too scared to do it. You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer once said, not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. If you know Jesus and you're not sharing Jesus, you're still speaking and you're still acting. And if you don't know Jesus, you can know him right now. Where you sit, he'll come into your heart and he'll save you from your sin and give you eternal life. That's God's promise. Just say this prayer with me right now. And would you join me in prayer? Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you were born and that you lived and that you died for my sin and that you rose from the grave after three days. I turn from my sins, and I invite you to come into my heart and live there. I trust you, and I want to follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you said that prayer... Won't you come forward after this service and let me know so that I can pray with you and help you take the next steps to leading the life that God has planned for you? And for those of you that know Jesus already and for everyone here, would you please bow and join me in prayer? Father God, I know Jesus and I have accepted him as my savior, but sometimes I'm afraid to share the good news. Sometimes I'm scared that I don't know what to say to people or that they may judge me, or that there may be some result that I don't want from sharing. Father, please remove those fears and doubts from me. Please help me to be a faithful witness to Jesus and plant that seed as the astronauts did 54 years ago today. In Christ's name we pray, amen. amen. Well, thank you for letting me uh, lead you in that devotional this evening. And please keep the pastor and his family in prayer this evening. 
Um, and now at this time, we are going to continue our worship with hymn 194, O Holy Night, verses 1 and 3. And after that, the deacons are going to come forward for the singing of Silent Night, We'll Light Candles. Um, so would you please stand and, and join together as we sing hymn 194, verses 1 and 3, O Holy Night. Thank <laughs> you. 